On this episode of Intent Topics, we are joined by guest Justin Whitcomb. And today we'll be talking about how to use relationships to sell, even in a world that seems totally transactional. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Intent Topics. My name is Logan Kelly. Today I'm with a special guest, Justin Whitcomb. Justin, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm stoked to be here. This is uh, really looking forward to it. Big fan of the podcast. Cool, dude. Well, we appreciate having you. Uh, so, a little bit of background on you know how I know you. Uh, we were together, sort of. You were on one side of the car business, I was on the other, and uh, and now we've grown up, and we're not in the car business anymore, and we're on to bigger and better things, much bigger and much better things. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's helpful. Maybe start by just, uh, kind of providing a little background that, uh, so I I would consider myself kind of a career salesperson. Um, you know, in the car business, um, I, I did exactly what you did, but you know, more, when we started working together, uh, I was doing, uh, auto automotive, uh, financing. And so yeah. really the, the way that you and I, uh, got to know each other was, um, you were an account, uh, that I helped to secure loans for, right. For, for your customers. And what that really taught me is how, how much I love, uh, um, you know, being in sales and helping people solve problems and, and, you know, kind of just building those type of relationships. So fast forward to today, um, I decided to um, kind of pivot from Pierce cars into automotive technology. Um, <clears throat> did that for several years and then realized that um, I wanted to pivot out of automotive. So now I'm in cybersecurity sales and I, and I work for a company that uh, provides a, some sort of a, a security risk product uh, for, for organizations of all shapes and sizes. Nice, nice. Yeah, so... I think the reason that I'm excited to have you on the podcast is of all the people that I've worked with, you were the most uh, sort of consistent at maintaining relationships with a, with a whole host. You know, obviously I experienced it, you know, myself and then, you know, with the, with the other people in the, the industry, you were uh, exceptional at really cultivating these relationships um, and and building value long term with the people that that you're working with or or they I guess they were your prospects and it, you know it's interesting in this in this day and age everything is so transactional everything is so um, metrics driven um, I think some of the some of the people coming up right now don't have the concept of, um, what it kind of, what transcends the numbers, like what is actually being that, that sales person, uh, mean from a, from a relationship building standpoint, from a, um, creating content and, and, or, or creating relationships and, and supporting those with, you know, different pieces of content, whether that be a phone call or an email, something that's going to help and, and you don't always, you don't always get a, uh, you know, I know, especially you, you calling into my account, you didn't, you didn't necessarily get a, uh, a return immediately off of that, but it was the little things all added up to a much greater, uh, a much greater thing. So I'm, I'm wondering how you've been, um, sort of bringing that into a, you know, 
you're in tech, it's, it's quite transactional. It's quite, you know, it's fast moving, et cetera. So how have you brought that importance of a relationship or how are you leveraging that now? Yeah. So, well, the first thing I would tell you is I think a lot of uh, just understanding relationship, it's really more around like human psychology, right? And, and putting yourself in the buyer's shoes and saying, or, you know, buyer or whoever you're engaging with, um, you know, how would you want to be treated? Um, and so I think there's like a natural level of empathy that you have to have in sales. Um, I think it's also understanding, also really important that you understand the end game, right? So you're able to realize that, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of additional work in order to get the payoff that you want long term in, in the form of, you know, sales, you know, in the car business, it was uh, contracts, um, funded loan contracts, and now it's uh, SaaS products. Um, and so, yeah, yeah you, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, right? Like, I think SaaS is kind of broken up between, um, you know, kind of this transactional model, which is what we see a lot of time, uh, fast moving, um, you know, you, you hear about like inbound marketing and people just raising their hand and saying, hey, I want this technology. Um, but the reality is that once you buy that technology, um, you're going to make an investment with that company to try to improve your business processes using that technology. And that's where really, you know, account management and relationship building really comes into play. Um, and so in my world, um, unfortunately, I don't get to interact with customers once they buy. Um, and so what I really noticed where my skill set has really flourished is, um, you know, working with a channel distribution uh, arm, right? So um, although I nice. can't, you know, directly work with all of these individual companies and build the relationships that I've had with you or, you know, some of the, the other uh, car dealerships that I used to work with, um, what I can do is build those kind of relationships with um, my, uh, we call them VARs, right? Value added retailers or resellers. Yep. Um, because ultimately they're the ones that have the deep relationships and are the trusted advisors of the companies that I'm trying to sell into. Um, so they're really my, that's really how I'm able to kind of engage on a relationship level, but partly, right? So, um, yeah. Sure. So let's talk about that. We, uh, here at Union, we love the channel. Um, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to kind of understand. I think a lot of people, a lot of companies talk about the importance of the channel and we've had some very, very, um, you know, senior and sophisticated individuals on, uh, who have, who have talked about building, you know, channel programs and whatnot. What I'd like to understand is like, what does the day-to-day -day look like for, uh, you know, you're a high performer. So, so what does a high performer who's, who's leveraging their channel, um, building those relationships and, and, you know, sort of transcending that transactional nature that so many salespeople are, what does your day-to-day -day look like? Like, what do you feel makes that such an important piece so, of your game it's funny to, to i have to kind of tell you this uh this this kind of running joke in our office and that is um you know i, I think i take a different approach than a lot of the salespeople. so it's it's kind of a given that you know i'm, I'm on a sales floor there's a lot of guys around me um and the the, the running joke is if justin's on the phone he's talking to a partner right as opposed to doing a demo nice. or talking to a customer so they they kind of that that's just the joke because I do spend a lot of time uh, engaging and investing with that partner. It does it just doesn't start there, right? Like I I would say the majority of the partners that I've really started to establish good rapport with, um, you know, I'm doing things like I'm texting them regularly, 
right? I might give them a call in the morning to check sure. in on an appointment that we had a couple of days ago, just to say, hey, have you heard any feedback on this? Um, outside of that, like, I also just kind of check in periodically to see how they're doing, right? Because um, so in our world, we primarily deal with resellers that sell security products. Um, and they provide a wealth of knowledge in terms of understanding what the market is doing, right? Like, so um, I'm a lot mm -hmm. more effective calling into a CISO or a CIO if I understand what are the what are the big trends that are going on, right? So I, and I can speak to those, right? So right now in security, there's a huge push towards you know privilege access, access management and identity access management, and uh, you know so if I can somehow figure out a way to have a conversation and and involve my product uh, around that, I, I know that at least I'm going to have a conversation that's more valuable. So I leverage the channel to give me kind of that, sure. that almost like market intel, right? To understand what's going on in the market. Sure, sure. That's an interesting, that's interesting. So there's a little bit of like, you're not necessarily always looking to extract revenue from your channel. There's other, there's other, there's other value. So, you know, we talk a lot about mindshare in the channel. Um, and I feel like a lot of companies are, are, you know, building solutions, uh, you know, technology solutions and whatnot to try to, to try to cultivate that mindshare, uh, among their bars. Um, but it sounds like there's an element of, of just, just doing the work. So what are some of the, the sort of value adds you think, you know, you're obviously extracting value from, from your, your VAR network, um, whether that be a deal or that be, you know, some good intel, but what are some of the things that you're providing those VARs that, that kind of allows you to, to then get yeah. from them? What's your Great gift? Um, and I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I, I think a lot of, uh, you know, reps, um, don't really get that, right? Like that, you know, you kind of have to put yourself in their shoes and, you know, kind of ask the old question with them, what's in it for me and think about how they would respond to that. And so right. what I would tell you is that I think, you know, you've got to understand that, you know, the, the, the channel, they make money, it's a distribution model and it's based on a margin game, right? And so they make money based on how much of their, of your product they sell and how much you're willing to give them in terms of margin. Um, you know, and so there's a couple ways sure. to go about doing that, right? One is um, having them have the relationship directly with the customer. And, you know, we call it deal reg, which is, I think, an industry term uh, across. But um, so yeah, one is that absolutely. idea of deal regging, right? So you're, they're bringing you into a deal. The, this other idea is more, um, you know, f more of a fulfillment, right? Where you're using them uh, to pass through paper because they already have the existing relationships and contracts in place with the vendor. And in some cases, um, you can actually bring them into accounts that they weren't previously talking to that. Maybe they, maybe they had a stale, uh, you know, connection at that company because they weren't bringing them the right products or the right services. And so when you bring them into, uh, into a deal, uh, and, and provide that kind of an opportunity, you somehow, you sometimes can kind of get the the pump primed again for them to start having conversations about other products. So I'll give you a great example. Um, you know, we were working with uh, one of the larger resellers in, in, you know, nationwide. Um, and it's very difficult for, you know, you talk about Mindshare. We're not a huge company. It's very difficult for us to um, be noticed when you think about million dollar uh, firewall deals that are sold on a daily basis. 
And so what one thing I did was, you know, I was actively involved in a, uh, in, in one company. Um, and I brought in one of these VARs that really doesn't focus a lot on what we do and, and gave him a substantial amount of margin. Not only that, um, I provided him an in to be able to start having conversations with the CIO and the CISO, which he's been struggling with for years. Um, so it's about opening some of those doors up that they weren't in. Um, and it's also about providing, you know, sure. money, right? And money talks and everything else walks. And in some cases, you know, if you're not giving them margin. And so, you know, kind of interesting element I would tell you there is a lot of reps will bring in a partner to a deal and try to push it through with giving them just a few points. Um, and I just think that's the wrong approach because yeah. um, number one, they're not making much money on the, on the deal, right? And you're still asking them, even if it's minimal work, you're still asking them to exude their time and their resources and their energy. Um, and you know, they've got hundreds of other uh, technology, uh, you know, their partners who are trying to get them to do the same thing. So you want them to think, when you when when their phone rings and you're on the other end or they're you know it's a text message or whatever you want them to see dollars you want you to represent dollars to them and that's that's how you build that relationship sure. interesting interesting so so it's about allowing them you know margin stacks now so your stats are when you when you talk about this like are you are you are you getting good margins on the deals you're putting together or are you giving it all away you know like what's the where where's the kind of give and take end uh, well so so i can tell you that for our you company specifically. Uh, has made a huge investment in the channel and, and as part of that um there's there's kind of a backlift to allow us to be able to provide more margin up front to that channel partner and not lose all that money uh, on you know within our own nice. uh, commission structure um you know and i don't i don't foresee that lasting nice. forever but what it's doing is it's incentivizing us to establish and build yeah. those relationships. And so long-term, you know, the hope is that the majority of the business we receive is going to come through the, the reseller actually regging those deals. So, you know, we're doing less of that upfront prospecting and outreach of sale and really using that distribution. You know, if you think about it, almost like they're, they're my business development rep, right? They're the ones that are on the field and they're the ones that are selling yeah, value my absolutely. product and finding out when it makes sense to bring it into them. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like, uh, this definitely is a, are you working harder, smarter, right? Um, and it sounds like you're doing both. Um, but you're, but, but the channel really is your force multiplier, right? You have, you have a handful of people out there, you know, bringing you into deals as opposed to you just trying to hunt, <laughs> For those, for those, you know, onesies, twosies, right? So, what do you think the, you know, what do you think your strategy is going into twenty twenty? You think it's, it's adding some. So, are you are you looking for more partners? Are you looking to cultivate the ones you have, or or do you think you're going to need to in order to continue your trajectory? Do you well, think you're going to so need to find above, some deals right? from so, another place? So the the channel strategy for an organization is 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 multifaceted. So, you know, at a strategic level. You have, you know, the executive, uh, executive interaction where, you know, you, you talk about, you know, our company as a whole talking to a channel company and trying to build, you know, trying to, uh, you know, do marketing events together and things like that. Right. But in order for that strategy to work, you need that to flow, um, flow downhill. Right. So you need your, the managers to talk amongst other managers 
yeah. And then at the rep level, you need a lot of like grassroots one-on-one, um, you know, I, we call it account mapping, right? Like looking at hey, what accounts do I work with that you already have a contact yeah. with or what accounts have, you know, do we both want to try to go after? So there's different, you know, varying strategies there. Um, I would say um, one thing that I'm really going to focus on um, is strategically going after several partners that um, that we don't have as much interaction with. Um but also continuing to really build sure. upon the momentum that I'm starting to get in the market from working with channel partners that we've, we've been working with for a long time. So um, it, I don't think it really changes. I think what changes is your, the relationship you have with those partners. And so now what's interesting is, you know, although the running joke is that, you know, Justin spends way too much time in the channel. Um, I can tell you on a daily basis, a rep comes up to me and says, hey, do you know so-and-so from this, from this, uh, from this far? And because, uh, hey, I want to get into this account or seem to, you know, be aligned with it. Um, and I'll say, you know, and, and I'm happy to do it, right? I'll send a, I'll send a quick intro email and, um, you know, I've got a trusted relationship with that person. And so they're more willing to then pick up the phone and talk to my rep, um, you know, because I'm recommending that conversation. Awesome. So you are figuring out how to just absolutely kill it with the channel and the people in the channel love your phone calls because they see it. I mean, it's as dollars coming through. It's more complicated than that. And, and, you know, there's, there's so many nuances to the channel, right? You know, certain people that are, uh, you know, you have certain people that are more um, pro channel than others. Um, you have certain people that have been, you know, really burned uh, by maybe, um, you know, taking a deal through the channel and then having them stall the deal because they were, they were trying to sell something additional or they had another project in play. Um, but the the reality is it's, it's, it's really kind of, it's the long-term approach, right? Like um, it really is focusing on the long game and not the individual transactional sale and, and realizing that, you know, if yeah. you can establish that rapport and you can really build that presence, um, your job becomes a heck of a lot easier because now you don't have to go out and uh, do all the outbound prospecting and, and, you know, all the stuff that you hear, all these people who are bombarded constantly um, with phone calls and emails and stuff like that just are, are totally numb to. <laughs> right. Right. So for the, for the, for the company or the leader or, or the rep, uh, you know, that's, that's looking at this and saying, you know, how over the next 12 months do I really get, uh, more out of my channel relationships? Block off time. One, one action every single day that they could take every day. What to, is it? To have conversations with your partners to, um, you know, review accounts list, um, you know, make sure that, you know, you, I think a good salesperson kind of have a, has a cadence to, and they block off time for certain things. Right. So I, I put time in the morning, every morning for prospecting and whether I get to use it for prospecting every morning, that's, that's a different story. Um, but my prospecting is, you know, the channel it's outbound cold calling. It's, it's emailing, it's going, uh, you know, to events sometimes and, and reaching out to key contacts, but specifically make sure that you continue to um, find time for the channel. Because if you don't find time for the channel, here's the thing, you probably have a competitor that is, um, and you probably also are losing an opportunity 
because it's probably an account that you're trying to get in front of that one of these channel partners is already talking to. You have to. Right. So it, make yeah. time for the channel. You have to. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the title. Make time for the channel. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh man, this is cool, um, man. well anything I, else I mean, you'd I'll like to lay down this. here? Um, you know, nothing ever happens the way it's supposed to. Uh, or, or the way you plan it out. Um, you know, I mean, perfect example is look at you and yeah. I. We were two knuckleheads in our business, right? We're crushing it now on the marketing side. Um, I'm starting to find a little bit of yep. a groove here selling SaaS yeah. and uh, cybersecurity. Um, yeah. But who knows where we're going to be at in, in 10 years? So I, I, I guess, you know, if there's anything yeah. I would say is, um, you know, take every opportunity as like a, a, as some level of learning. And, uh, and, you know, nothing, nothing's a mistake, right? Everything's just, it's part of the journey and it, it's, it, you learn a little bit and, um, it's, it's been fun. This is a fun Absolutely. ride. And, you know, I'm super stoked for you and what you're doing over at, um, Absolutely. you know, uh, at your shop and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I hope we stay connected and keep these conversations going. Absolutely, man. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining in to Intent Topics today. My name is Logan Kelly. Please give us a five-star review on whatever podcast application you use. We will talk to you next time. Thank you very much.